welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Pastor Carol with the Holy Advent Church in Clinton. Pastor Carol, welcome. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Pete. Thanks Delighted for, to be here. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for coming down. So, Pastor Carol, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became pastor at the Holy Advent Church in Clinton. Okay, well, I've been ordained now. I'm in my 38th year. Okay. And I retired a year ago from the Episcopal Diocese of New York and moved up to Essex, Connecticut, and um, was really just enjoying retirement a lot. <laughs> and uh, I had a chance to spend some time with the folks at Holy Advent, and they mentioned that they needed clergy. And so we talked about it and uh, signed up, and there I am. So I'm the part-time priest in charge at Holy Advent, and uh, I'm there two Sundays a month okay. and uh, about 10 to 12 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. All right. And two Sundays a month just because of scheduling? Schedule, uh, that and, and financial reasons also. Gotcha. It's, it's, uh, uh, I think like many churches, uh, many other denominations now, uh, clergy are number one, um, hard to find, and two, uh, you know, church, churches have become, I think, sadly to say, largely irrelevant in a lot of folks' lives, and I think certainly the pandemic only upped that case all the more. Right. Uh, so. Now yeah. tell us a little bit about your clergy and about the church. Well, the, the church um, itself is, is a delightful small building right across from Swan's um, funeral home yeah. on East Main Street. Uh, lovely folks, very, very pleasant uh, folks. And um, we, I think, have um, a very welcoming attitude, which, which for me is, is delightful because a lot of places claim to be welcoming and you go in and realize they're not uh, as, as much as, as open as you'd like them to be. And uh, we um, are, are serious, I think, about worship. We're serious about marching to the gospel. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's an important point. Uh, it isn't just, I think some, some places, you know, churches are more like a club. Um, or maybe feeling like a philanthropic organization, but I think the people at, at Holy Advent really do take the gospel seriously, and um, so that's important. And it's, it's, I think, sometimes can feel a little edgy mm -hmm. uh, because of that. I mean, uh, <coughs> Jesus, Jesus didn't fool around. Jesus uh, had 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 some very clear directives that right. uh, I think sometimes can probably scare you. But right. Um, right. I think if if we do it the way in which he spoke of and, and certainly lived out, um, we could certainly work towards making this world a very different and better place. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now, how did you guys fare during the start of the pandemic to where we are now? From what I understand, because, <coughs> excuse me, I w wasn't there at the beginning, I was still right. working in New York at the time, um, that, like, our bishops, um, whether it's in Connecticut or New York or any place, are the ones who really lay out a directive. And yeah. our bishops wanted to keep people safe. And so uh, the point was the clergy could be in the church or the clergy could be working from home, but doing Zoom. And I think uh, you know all of us became very good at, oh, yeah. at uh, doing Zoom church. And um, that way to keep our folks safe, but to continue worshiping, which, which was very important rather than just dropping off the map for two years. Right. Um, about, I guess, last fall, uh, people started to come back in person. Um, and uh, we're still, I think we've, we 
could do a little better yet. There are folks who I know are sitting at home in Clinton who have not returned to church yet. Right. And um, hope that that will change. But uh, otherwise than that, um, I was very heartened at uh, during Holy Week that we had a lot of folks turn up. Um, Holy Advent has a number of uh, snowbirds right. who will, you know, are just now returning, and so uh, it's 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 good to see more faces and more people at worship. It's been lovely. Now, how many people can you accommodate inside the church? Probably about <coughs> about 120. Uh, okay. It's it, it's small. Yes. It's small, uh, and um, we we uh, I think comfortably is 120. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You guys are a pretty busy congregation. Well, I, if we if we saw 120 on a <laughs> Sunday, I'd be delighted. We, have, we haven't haven't seen that yet. But, no? Uh, no. No. Have you come close? Uh, about half that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. So we're working on it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I hope yeah. as we get to know, or as I should say, as as I get to know more folks in in Clinton, and have a chance to talk with them and talk to them about what Holy Advent's about and uh, my vision for. Uh, marching to that gospel that I mentioned, um, that people might be wanting to come check us out, and I hope that they would, and that would be Sunday mornings at uh, 10 o'clock, and there's plenty of parking, yep. and, and it would be delighted to see a lot of new faces, and they would be welcomed. Now, what do you, what do you want, like you said, what, if you want to tell people about Holy Advent and what it, what it is and what you guys do, what, what would you tell someone? Well, I think, first off, um, if anyone has ever seen the property at Holy Advent, if yep. they go behind our parish house, they see a very large garden, which yes. is a community garden, yes. um, that is uh, operated by folks in the community, mm -hmm. um, and they are growing uh, produce to help out folks who are in need of um, good, healthy food. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm delighted by that. I think that's a great mission to have, and, and uh, I'm delighted that Holy Advent is involved in terms of at least providing the space and some financial uh, consideration as well. I'd, I'd love it if more folks could turn up from our uh, congregation and help with uh, the working on Wednesdays from, yep. from 9 until noon. Okay. Uh, I think that would be terrific. So that's one thing we do. Um, I think uh, another thing that, that we had been doing in the past and, and I'm hoping to bring back is I'm, I'm wanting to open up more for Bible study open to anyone okay. and um, looking for um, some folks. Matter of fact, I got a call last week from a woman looking for a place to do Bible study and hoping that uh, I can in interest a few more folks. We have a Sunday school program on Sundays that uh, for people who may want Christian education for their little ones, we have that. I think there's an opportunity to serve in the church as a Eucharistic minister. Mm -hmm. um, so at the altar, uh, they're just, I think more of them now are, are more contained within. I'm hoping that we are going to find ways to be more of service to the community. And by that, I mean, I think it's important. And what I'm trying to do, even in my newness there, is to be on literally on the streets right. in Clinton. Um, and listening to what the needs of Clinton are right. rather than us telling Clinton what their needs are. And exactly. I think that that's a very important thing to do, that we bring back to the church the needs and we find ways in which we can meet those needs. Now, what do you think some of the needs, some of the needs are? What do you, what do you think? I, it would be a guess. I, you okay. know, I, right. I have not heard, well, heard enough guess. yet. 
Well, I think there are people, who, number one, who are um, still feeling a sense of uh, concern, a little bit of fear uh, about, about the pandemic, about COVID, right. um, and, and wanting to know who are still, I think, hesitant to be part of a community. Mm -hmm. um, people who may uh, have found that their faith was sorely tested during this time and want to know how they might really grow that faith. I think that would be something. I think there are definitely needs maybe um, after school programs for kids uh, who may be latchkey, who, who may need to find a place to reside after school so right. parents know that they're safe until exactly. you know, a certain amount of, of time each day. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm open to whatever anyone has to say that if it's realistic, that if it's scalable, I mean, it's something that we can realistically do with, as a smaller congregation, I'd love to do it. I think it's important to be of service to the people of Clinton. That's our job. Now, how important is it for you to get out into the community and do community advocacy and just get the word out on the church, especially in the community? That, that's, that's number one on my must-do list. That's, okay, uh, well, let's yeah. talk about that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I told the people when I interviewed there, uh, the vestries is the organized body uh, who, who uh, interviewed me. Um, one of the things that I used to do in New York when I was working there is I'd go in my collar to a local bar, and I didn't care if it was a dive bar or a regular bar, and I'd sit right up at the bar. Okay. And of course, people would come over, they'd say, are you clergy? And I'd say, yeah, I am. And um, it's amazing how people are like, well, I haven't been to church in a long time, but you know, I used to, it used to be important to me, and they start talking. Uh, and, you know, just, I, and so I started a group called Beer and Brew, and um, my young 20-somethings, we'd meet at a bar, different bar every, every week, and we'd just talk about our faith, or we'd talk about life in general, or our hopes for, for the world, and it you know, really was just a lot of fun. We'd, as I said, we'd grab a, a beer and a burger together, and um, I, so I want to get into being able to do something like that. I have to identify the bars that there aren't many. Yeah, so. I know. So, so that, that, that's, that's my challenge. But, uh, yeah. There aren't many. There's a couple, but there aren't many. But yeah, that's yeah. But, but I think that's one of the ways. And I think it's disarming for folks because I think, you know, clergy, oftentimes people, I think, mistakenly think, you know, that we're not approachable or, you know, that we, we, we don't talk to folks or anything. Right. And, and I actually, um, I'm a bit of an introvert, so it's, it's hard for me to to really want to come forth, but it's important because if I don't do that, you know, things don't change. And so it's, that's what I really want to be able to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So when, when you did your Beer and Brew series, was it very well attended? Was it well attended? What was the feedback like? Oh, the, you know, the, the, the tw 20, you know, my kids who had just graduated from college, so I had like 22 year olds to like 30, 31 year olds. Yeah. They loved it because one, you know, they, they thought it was pretty funny to be seen, you know, sitting around in a bar with, with somebody with a collar on. Yeah, right. They thought that was pretty amusing. But also, um, the fact that they could see that this wasn't a, a test of their faith or religiosity or anything, it was, how are you? Right. You know, what's going on in your world? Any way I can be of help, even if I'm just an ear? Yeah. I know, I'll, or a shoulder to cry on. That's what I'm here for. Absolutely. So um, it was really, really well attended, and it, it got rave reviews, which pleased me. It, it's important. Is that something you might want to 
resurrect or oh, renew in the, town, in the town of Clinton? Absolutely. I think it would be really important. I, you know, I don't have as many younger folks in the church to do that with. Right. So I think what I'd be doing is kind of flying blind and hope that somebody would come up to me and say, you, you, are you clergy? And I'd say, yeah. I'd say, come on, sit down. And uh, I'm Carol, and, and let's talk. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds like a really cool, yeah. really, really cool program. It's fun. So, did you like when you get when you were in New York? I was. I, I, I liked it a lot, and um, uh, there was a, a, a lot to experience. I my cathedral there. I mean, we all have belonged to you know clearly a diocese, and uh, the cathedral for New York is the Episcopal Cathedral of uh, Saint John the Divine in Morningside Heights, okay. which if people are familiar with it. It's the world's largest Gothic cathedral, and it's the really? second largest cathedral of any kind. Only the Vatican, St. Peter's, is bigger. It's the length of two football fields, wow. um, and it's, it's one of the most beautiful buildings, and I would highly recommend that uh, if, if you haven't seen it, they started building it in 1892, and it still is not completed. Wow. Um, but it's, it's an exquisite building, and you feel a tremendous sense of the sacred and holy. So. Um, that's always been important to me. Carol, would you mind sticking around for another segment? Glad to. All right, we'll be right back. So you want to add a little curb appeal to your home, maybe add a new feature to a room? Here are some tips from Better Business Bureau to consider before starting a construction or remodeling project. Plan your project from start to finish and come up with a budget you can stick to. Home improvement projects can get expensive fast. Be upfront with contractors you hire about how much you can spend on the project. And don't forget things like eating out if you're doing work on your kitchen or hotel expenses if you'll have to move out during any of the work. Talk to friends or family members who've had similar remodeling work done. Find pictures to show the contractor. Be clear about who is responsible for ordering materials. Up the value of your home. Remodeling a bathroom or kitchen can completely change the look and feel, not to mention it can help you sell it in the future. When you talk to potential contractors, ask them for examples and contact previous clients to inspect that work. Be sure to check out their BBB profile for reviews and licensing information. And if you own a business, get accredited. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Pastor Carol from the Holy Advent Church in Clinton. Pastor Carol, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So, Pastor Carol, maybe we can open up the segment talking about the community garden and all the wonderful things that the community garden, that come from the community garden. So, uh, in, in terms of what they're growing? Yeah, and, uh, in terms of the, what they're growing, maybe how it started, if people want to get more information or maybe get involved. This, in terms of, of growing, think, think of like every possible lovely <laughs> vegetable that you would want uh, to be able to, so, so clearly otherwise than, yeah. than squash and tomatoes and, and different herbs, yep. um, lettuce, uh, just all sorts of things that are healthy, that are um, I think really important for, for people's diets, mm -hmm. um, low calorie but healthy, uh, which I think that can be used in, the, they're very versatile, right. so they can be used in, in a number of applications, which I think is important, not Absolutely. just as a straight up vegetable, but certainly as, as part of a melange or, or mixed with pasta or whatever. So I think that's all really good. Um, as I mentioned before, every Wednesday yeah. between nine and noon, there are people over there working in the garden. Mm -hmm. Holly Richards is, is the overall uh, 
administrator for it. Sure. And I think if they just go over there and, and wander through the gate and go in and ask for Holly, she'd be glad to help out and uh, maybe even quickly put uh, a hoe or something in your hands exactly. and, and there you put go. your work right away. There so you go. I think that would be the best way. If that's not something people are able to do, yeah. I would recommend that they call Church of the Holy Advent, okay. um, leave a message. Mm -hmm. We will get back to the person and tell them exactly how to get in touch with folks, when would be the best time and all that and be glad to help out with that. Now when the after the all, all the produce is picked and harvested after it's grown, mm -hmm. where does it go? Well, uh, that goes goes out into the community okay. um, and is distributed in the community. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, I'm not clear yet where exactly that spot is. Okay. Again, still new. Yeah. Um, you know, That's I, okay. I'm, I'm going by by um, you know what I what I've been able to tell from visiting it yep. and um, you know from talking to some folks. So there you go. Yeah. So so. So when are services again for people that are just joining us? Okay, so we're, we used to be an 8 and 10 a.m. on Sunday. Yep. Since the pandemic, we're 10 o'clock only. And um, you can do it one of two ways. You can either come and physically be with us mm -hmm. uh, at the church, or um, if you, again, call the church office and say, I want to be able to participate, but I want to do it via Zoom, uh -huh. um, what we can do is we will send you an email with the entire bulletin for that Sunday service so you can follow along at home. So, but 10 o'clock cool. Sunday. Yeah, it is cool. Wow. Yeah. Every Sunday? Or? Every Sunday. Every Sunday there's a service. Two Sundays a month um, are what's called morning prayer because we, we, we aren't doing the Eucharist, Holy Eucharist every Sunday now. Okay. Um, under new new circumstances, mm -hmm. um, I'm there twice twice a month, okay. and uh, the other two, or sometimes when it's a five Sunday month, three th th those three Sundays would be um, the uh, morning prayer. Right now, through end of June, okay, um, it's kind of a mixed schedule. I can tell you that I will be there the fifth and the nineteenth. Of June, okay. The fifth is Pentecost. Come, if you're coming, wear red. Right. You know, that's, they, that's, that's right. Thing. That's right. So June fifth, and then again, I'll be the nineteenth, and then starting in July through December, I'm there the second and fourth Sunday of every month. So, uh, and then the wow. first and third are morning prayer. Yeah. Wow. But it's all on Zoom or in person. So either way, it can be done. And there's music. We have. Uh, you know, an organist and, and hymns, and, and uh, it's just a, it's a lively good time. Now, if somebody wants to become a Eucharistic minister at the church, what's, what's involved in uh, that? The procedure, okay, so, so they'd get in touch with me, yep. and we talk about why that's important to them, and then I would train them okay. and get them licensed uh, by the bishop. It's very, you know, it's a simple process, yep. but, but not as simple as just like, here, here's, here's a, here's a, or something, <laughs> yes, that uh, train folks, and uh, then they would, Si uh, sign up on a schedule so yep. that they would have a regular rotation time to uh, serve the church. Very cool. Yeah. It sounds, sounds, sounds like it's a very worthwhile, worthwhile church. It's, 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 it's another way to be able to, to do things. I mean, people have ways of doing things. They can teach Sunday school or they could work in the garden or they could uh, work in the altar guild. You know, the, the women who, um, our, our altar guild are, are very dedicated, really terrific women who make sure that that church looks 
fantastic oh, week yeah. to week and that that altar is set with great reverence mm -hmm. um, and so that you get a tremendous sense of the sacred and holy when you're sitting in the pew. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there, and there that, are I, I was actually at the church that's the first time you and I met. It very very quaint. It is. It is. It's it, an it, excellent it, word, Pete. It very, is. Very, very quaint. Very quaint and very, very, very small, but yeah, very quaint and typical. You know, early 1800s in in Absolutely. a in a shoreline community. Even even the uh, stained glass reflects that. That yeah. uh, you you get a sense of you're at the sea. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what 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 other things do do you guys have going on in the community with the church that we, won't, we can maybe talk about? Well, I, I, I think that's hard to say right now because again, we're just really coming back right. in, in full force from pandemic and quite frankly, we don't that know. could change in a week. Absolutely. We, we could be back on the other side of you know fully masked again right. and, and uh, people may be reluctant to come into the building again. So right now we're just, again, finding our footing and the fact that I'm new. Right we're sitting down and talking about what are ways in which we want to be able to be out in the community and right. as I said listening to the needs of the community and how can we even though we're small but mighty mm -hmm. um, best meet those needs so um, you know, it's, 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 it's in process I think that's the best way that's I can okay. put it. That's okay it can, it can be in process with, 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 ever, with everything going on yeah. in the world especially yeah. especially now but I'm sure you would much rather pref pref you would much rather prefer to do a service in person mm -hmm. rather than Zoom. Yes, <laughs> because, oh, oh, because oh, I am without a doubt. And I also think, in keeping with, as you said, things within the community, yeah. you know, it would be very easy, I think, to come up with two or three things that we think should be done and do them. But that's really not the right motivation. And again, I think we want to take our time and, and be truly, truly listening right. um, before we, we jump at anything because I would want it to make a difference. Yeah. I, and I want it to last, not something that you do and say, well, that didn't work. I want, I want people to see the value of what we're doing mm -hmm. and, to, and to engage in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if people want more information on the church, where can we go? Okay, so you can, can go to um, holyadventclinton.org okay. um, or call the church. Uh, and, and again, we'll send out any sort of information, but that's our website. Um, and, uh, or call me directly. I, I um, would be delighted to speak to anyone. Okay. And if somebody would like a home visit, just call me at again at the church, make arrangements, and I'd be delighted to come to their home and talk to them about the church. Absolutely, and if you were to talk to them about the church, what what are a couple of the things you would tell them? Well, one of the things first off is is to really uh, again go back to understanding um, what it is that they're looking for and and how we might possibly fit that bill, fill that need. Right. Um, and so uh, what we again being able to offer them not only services on Sunday, but Bible study, um, chances for, I'm going to be doing a reading group too. There's a book um, called uh, Cracking the Church Open okay. um, that we are going to be reading um, and uh, understanding really how the church has um, contributed to 
situations in the world mm -hmm. um, that, that need some remedying. Um, I think that the church uh, has, has certainly played a part in our denomination. Um, as I have, have said to people before, you know, it's the Episcopal Church, when it first came to the United States, was the Anglican Church, and it was the church of the landed gentry. And uh, it was a church that had a lot of money and a lot of people with money, and unfortunately what that did is it uh, played right into the hands of slavery. Right. And um, the Episcopal Church has been trying to make amends for that for about five years now. And uh, a number of churches have taken up different opportunities to work at that. And whether it's, it's uh, been, been uh, the Living Stones Project or reading this particular book or um, Sacred Ground is another huge program that has circulated among many uh, of, of churches within the Christian denomination, all dealing with the issue, are, are things that um, we'll be taking up, so. Wow. Yeah. They're very busy. We'll try to be. <laughs> You're a very, because they're a very busy. I have to be busy in retirement. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got a little bit more time left. So, what's one or two things maybe you want to mention to everybody out there about the church? Obviously, you're a welcoming, welcoming congregation. Yeah. If you guys want to come and see what see what it's about, yeah, you can I'd, do that. I I would hope that uh, people would want to come and come and just see who we are. And yeah. and uh, there's no obligation. No. Nope. Uh, there's it won't cost you anything nope. except an hour of your time. Exactly. And um, you know that uh, you might. Be kind of delighted to find that there's people there that you know, which would be <laughs> lovely. Right. Um, or to be welcomed or to feel uh, a, a new sense, perhaps some renewal and uh, a, a, a deepening of your faith, I think, by the preached word that you will hear. Um, and I think that that's an important thing right now. As I said, I, I've been very challenged the last few years at the irrelevance of the church in so many people's lives. I mean, the church is not like it was 50 years ago. It's no. not even like it was 20 years ago. No. And people have found other expressions of time. I mean, the people do great amounts of volunteer work that they might have in the past done through a church, but they can just do that on their own, or they can belong to an organization, or they can give money to a philanthropic, philanthropic organization and do things that way. Um, but again, and I want to go back to what I said at the beginning, yeah. what the church has, and that's every church has, mm -hmm. that none of those other organizations have, that, that, that country clubs don't have, or other kind of clubs, or organizations, or, or philanthropic organizations, we have the gospel. Exactly. And there's a mandate in there. And it's a mandate that really not only invites and welcomes us, but I think also challenges us in the most beautiful of ways to become a different kind of person, um, to, to really open ourselves, to empty ourselves of our own narrow-mindedness or our own very narrow field and recognize um, something which, which really falls into the category of all the major religions. All the major religions have something at the same heart which comes down to do unto others as you'd want done to you. Exactly. And um, I think it's, it's a way in which we can extend across uh, miles, across pews, uh, uh, just even, you know, here between the two of us, ways in which we can say, um, how can we make it a level playing field for more people? Exactly. 
Pastor Carol from the Holy Advent Church, thanks for some time and we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much. I was delighted to be here. Thank and I you. I appreciate the invitation. Thank you. On behalf of Pastor Carol and Pete Mazzetti, thanks. Good night. We'll see you next time.